0: Hello, it's Bonnie here. I'm hosting The Leader for the next couple of days. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining. We hope you enjoy our selection of news, interviews and analysis from the Evening Standards newsroom. If you like it, hit subscribe. And if you've got a moment, give us a rating too. From the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm Bonnie Christian. The UK secures early access to 90 million promising coronavirus vaccine doses.
1: The hope is at least one or a combination of of them will turn out to be successful.
0: The Evening Standard's Nicholas Cecil says it's a big step in the right direction, but it's still uncertain if they'll work. And...
2: My mom saved my life. There would have been no Kanye West.
0: Because my dad was too busy. Kanye West launched his presidential campaign with a chaotic rally and no microphone. But how seriously should we take his bid for the Oval Office? Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is the leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, is a coronavirus vaccine within reach?
3: wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
0: The race for a coronavirus vaccine has hit a major milestone. The UK government has secured early access to 90 million doses of what the government calls promising vaccines being developed globally. That's on top of the 100 million doses of the Oxford University vaccine that's showing signs of offering double protection against COVID-19. But it's all coming with a warning to temper expectations. We're moving at an unprecedented rate, but a widely available vaccine could still be many months away, if it comes at all. Our editorial column says we're still in the middle of a pandemic and we can't be complacent.
4: If a vaccine was available that could limit the threat of coronavirus, we'd want to get hold of it fast. The government is doing the right thing by spending heavily now to buy millions of doses of promising vaccines, even though we don't know if they will work or if the money will be wasted. But even if it is safe, will it limit infection for long? Will it be potent enough to help the elderly? Will COVID-19 prove as elusive as the common cold and keep changing to dodge efforts to wipe it out? What we do know is that short of a treatment to limit the health impact of COVID or a vaccine to restrict its spread, social distancing will have to go on. Australia, Japan and Israel, countries which did brilliantly to restrict a first wave, are now being hit by new spikes. So a vaccine would be applauded worldwide, which points to one other thing which matters. It's not just the rich world that will need it. Britain can afford to stock up in case one works, but we must make sure the developing world isn't priced out in the race to escape the disease. The Evening
0: Standard's Nicholas Cecil joins me now. Nick, is this a moment for celebration?
1: There's some positive, optimistic news on coronavirus. It's been pretty grim for for many weeks and months. But there's certainly, on the vaccine and drugs development front, that there seems to be possibly some progress. The big, major breakthrough this afternoon is that Oxford University scientists have successfully now Pass the second phase of developing a new vaccine so the first phase is whether it's to do with safety Um, so so that's um, understanding that that's been passed and the second phase is about immune response how people respond and so their vaccine has shown that it does lead to neutralizing antibodies and also to some T-cell protection. Now it's not clear how much protection you would get from this vaccine being developed by Oxford University together with AstraZeneca, for example, how long it would last and the degree of protection. But certainly it's got through the second phase. Now it goes to the third phase, which is actually trialing this vaccine in the community, large scale trials in the community to see how it actually work.
0: How likely is it that one of these three vaccines will be successful?
1: Yeah, there are actually more than three vaccines being developed across the world. There are 20 or so uh, projects underway, at least. Um, And the hope is at least one or a combination of, of, of them will turn out to be successful. A lot of them are not expected to deliver the sought-after protection. Some may not deliver any protection, others may deliver such limited protection that it is not deemed sufficient. But in, in terms of what was announced today, the government announced that they were doing deals with two other groups, one with the US-German partnership BioNTech-Seitzer for 30 million doses of its vaccine and an agreement in principle with the French group Valneva for 60 millions of its vaccine under development. Obviously a lot of these vaccines need large-scale trials now and another development today was the government announcing that it was seeking to recruit 500,000 people in the UK to take part in clinical trials for new vaccines as they come through the, the trials system. There's also a, another interesting development which raises hope Um, and this is from scientists at Southampton University. They have trialled a drug interferon beta SNG001. They're saying that in 79% of cases there was a that lowered the risk of people already ill with coronavirus, end up needing ventilator treatment or something similar to, to to ventilator treatment.
0: Right. So some big developments happening there. Do we have a sense of what the timeline looks like for these vaccines? Could we have one by Christmas or will it be early next year? Or could we have to wait a lot longer than that?
1: Certainly, so I think the optimistic outlook is to have a, a vaccine passing it its third phase trials, i.e., the trials in the community, by the autumn. That's what o- Oxford University is certainly hoping for. And then you've got to to roll it roll it out, and obviously that will take some time. The, the government basically are trying to be as ready as possible, so they've already ordered a hundred million doses of this vaccine from AstraZeneca. So if it does work, they can roll it out as quickly as possible. But it certainly looks like it's for a number of the autumn winter months it's unlikely to be there on any large scale in the population
0: And you mentioned there we need an army of volunteers, half a million people. How crucial is this that people sign up?
1: Well, this is crucial because the second phase, you do that on a smaller number of people. And that shows you whether if you get an immune response from the vaccine, but then you've got to take the vaccine out into different settings to see how it would work with different populations. So it's only once you've actually done the the third one that, that, that you can be certain of basically giving it the go ahead.
2: Next. I think this is really all about being in the news, being relevant. He likes to do things to shock, to be in the public eye. And this is definitely one of those things that is going to get him a lot of attention. Could
0: rapper Kanye West be the next president of the United States?
3: Hi, I'm Lawrence Delaglio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance.
0: A tearful Kanye West took the stage in Charleston, South Carolina on Sunday in his first presidential campaign rally that did little to clarify whether his bid for America's highest office was genuine. Wearing a bulletproof vest with 2020 shaved into his hair, West's rambling address to hundreds of supporters touched on abortion, giving women $1 million for having a baby, and included a rant against historical figure Harriet Tubman. But is this all just a promotional stunt, or could West's campaign have an impact on the result? Natasha Lindstadt from the Department of Government at the University of Essex joins me now. Natasha, is this a legitimate run for the presidency?
2: He is just one of these people that likes to get attention and this is just one of these attempts to get attention. I think that he is generally a very political person as he's become more in the public eye uh, about political matters. In fact, the first time he was Uh, talking about politics was after Hurricane Katrina and there was a big fundraiser and he went on stage and he said that President George Bush Jr. at the time didn't like black people, one of his early political statements. Uh, He seemed to be someone whose policies, if you want to call it that, uh, were more aligned with the Democratic Party. But then he did some sort of about face uh, and just felt that the Democrats weren't Uh, helping out African Americans, uh, that they were neglecting them and just assuming that African American voters would just vote for them, uh, vote for the Democrats no matter what. And he aligned himself with Trump. Uh, And then very recently, he just said he was going to be uh, running for president. He made the announcement at a big music show. Uh, I think that Announcement was met with sort of gas, as people couldn't really believe this was true, Um, but it did get a lot of attention. And I think this is really all about being in the news, being relevant. He likes to do things to shock, to be in the public eye, and this is definitely one of those things that is going to get him a lot of attention, similar to what Donald Trump has done many times before, where he would make these announcements that he was going to run for president, and that helped him be more relevant at times when his entertainment career wasn't doing well.
0: And if his campaign did have legs for some reason, is it likely he'll impact the election result in some way?
2: I can't imagine he's going to impact the election result in in any way. I think that right now there is a concerted effort to defeat Trump. So even people who might not be huge fans of Joe Biden gonna vote for Joe Biden because they feel that Donald Trump is such a danger to the US at this moment that every effort needs to be placed in voting him out of office. There's even concerns that he might not leave but I think that with the coronavirus and the way he's handled it and that he has two-thirds of the public thereabouts feeling very uh, disappointed with the way he's handled the coronavirus and actually thinking that he has been dangerous Um, in the way he's handled it and cost uh, hundreds of thousands of of U.S. lives, there's the feeling that you can't take this risk. So in 2004, this was a really big election between um, Bush Jr. and John Kerry, and a lot of votes um, went to a third-party candidate, Ralph Nader. And I think there were a lot of lessons learned from that experience for a lot of the Democrats. Uh, There was also the feeling that when Michael Bloomberg came onto the scene, that this wouldn't be a good thing. He was coming on as a Democrat, of course, trying to win the Democratic nomination, but there was a feeling that they needed, the Democrats need to get, around one particular candidate. And so there may be people who vote for Kanye West, but he's gonna have a really difficult time because he's gonna need tens of thousands of signatures to get on the ballot in all states, or he's gonna need the backing of a small party. So really, his chances of winning are almost zero.
0: There's almost a similar tone here to Donald Trump's campaign. There was an element there that he got a lot of media attention because he was this controversial, unconventional candidate and figure. Do you think the same thing could happen with Kanye West in that he will appear in the media all the time because he does or says outrageous things?
2: He will always be able to figure out a way to get attention. Um, And he's always done that. And lately his businesses haven't been doing very well. This is definitely an attempt uh, to get attention. But he really isn't a serious candidate. Uh, some of this is that he, he has absolutely no political experience. I mean, you could say the same for Donald Trump, but in Donald Trump's case, he's run for president or announced that he's going to run for president many times, um, and he's sort of dabbled in politics in the way that he's been a, a big donor for both Democrats and Republicans, um, and just in working in you know the construction and industry and the hotel industry. There's a little bit more of uh in common there than someone coming from the music industry now we've seen musicians succeed and become you know successful politicians we've seen actors do so but usually they need to pay their dues a little bit more and be more involved in promoting political issues um supporting particular charities or ngos Uh, Actually, his wife is better prepared, Kim Kardashian, given all the work that she's done advocating on behalf of people put in prison in unjust ways and serving unjust sentences. And she was one of the key factors that um, enabled Trump to to pardon a key African-American woman who had been placed in prison for, for decades for selling marijuana. But if you actually hear about what his policies are, which are almost incoherent, I mean, really difficult to understand what he actually even stands for. Where he's been somewhat successful is through this church uh, and, and um, the use of a, a, qu- a big choir uh, and trying to congregate people together um, and, and focus on togetherness and community. And, and that's actually been successful and popular. And so it may be that these events are very musical, and they're working on community and bringing people um, together in this very difficult time. But other than that, he doesn't really have any kind of clear political agenda.
0: And that's The Leader. You can read more on those stories by picking up a copy of the newspaper or visiting standard.co.uk. And we also have morning briefings available at 7am through your smart speaker. Just ask for the news from The Evening Standard. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. See you then.